0: This morning, it's not so much a sermon as much as as I said or made you aware. I just have some reflective thoughts on celebrating Thanksgiving. I'm reminded of the prophet Jeremiah that... Recorded God's words um, in Jeremiah seven or six. God told Jeremiah, and He was referring to his, to His to His people. He was referring to those that had received the blessings and grace from God, but they had kind of departed. Uh, they had kind of decided to cut their own way, and God told Jeremiah to tell his people this. He said, Stand ye in the ways, and see, look, and ask for the old paths, where is the good way, and walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. But they said, We will not walk therein. You know you can't help it. That's why I just want to share some thoughts um, about Thanksgiving. First of all, I think that for us this year, Thanksgiving is a is a holiday that seems to be cutting against the current, according to uh, the multitudes. There's nothing to be thankful for, and you know I I I as I. Ponder that, or I think about that. I think, but perhaps we're where we are because we have failed uh, to give or be thankful to God for what He has done. And so, my text this morning, and it's just it's a text from from the Psalm Psalm seventy nine. Not to, I'm not going to dismantle it or or lay out the the layers. It's just one to think about uh, for a few moments today. Psalmist wrote and he said, so we, your people and sheep of your pasture, will give you thanks forever. We will show forth your praise to all generations. Even though um, it seems to be a holiday that not only is being, uh, I, I won't say hijacked, but already blown past. Uh, for the festive holidays, you know we need to stop and think, perhaps this is where we are uh, now because we have been either negligent or we have been or we have ignored what we should have been doing regarding God and his blessings to all of us. We live in a time we 're in a culture we 're in a season where it seems that there is so much unhappiness across the board with everything, everybody, for every reason. And upon thought, I realized that, that, you know, when we are thankful for something, we actually begin to elicit a, a happiness. And so I want us to reflect a little bit this morning. I won't go into a lot of the history, but it is interesting it's not, that, it's not that the heritage of our country is based on the first time that there was ever thanksgiving. We know that many cultures over many centuries have, have taken time to give thanks for the things that they have. But I want us to consider for us uh, you know, why we even celebrate thanksgiving. And actually what it it means, or what it should mean to us. Consider, for instance, what the men and women who broke bread together on that so-called first Thanksgiving in 1621. The history is, of course, that there were a band of believers of God, separatists, Puritans, different ones, that they wanted to be free from the, um, I guess, the government or the ways of the English Empire because they didn't think they had freedom to worship or to pursue their own own means and their own good. And so they left England. And the fact of the matter is they found freedom of uh, worship in Holland. They went first to Holland. Uh, and uh, Leiden, and they found freedom to worship, but it still wasn't quite enough because they they wanted to be a people that were uniquely separated unto God, whereas in Holland, they were just going to become Dutch. So they uh, hired a boat. Let's see, what was the name of it? Mayflower. They hired a boat, Mayflower, left Plymouth, England, It had 102 passengers of different, uh, you know, backgrounds and things, but they all were seeking a new home and 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 new possibilities where they could not only practice their faith, each individual faith, but also where they could pursue some prosperity, where they didn't have the crown of England just on them all the time. They wanted their own land. They wanted their... Their, their freedom to raise their family in the, quote, the new world. So they boarded the, uh, the Mayflower and um, had a very, as writers have said, a very treacherous and a very uncomfortable crossing that lasted 66 days. They got blown off course. Uh, they ended up landing uh, in the wilderness of Massachusetts rather than in Virginia, where others had come before, but not for so much for the faith, but they had come before. And when they dropped anchor there, um, we know that winter was just getting ready to start. So they, they had to hurry and disembark. A lot of the people that came on the Mayflower, um, they were so desperate uh, to, to have this new life that you know they used to do pamphlets uh, in England. It was kind of like a you know travel what, what we get now. Uh, you know they had they had uh, traveler advisories, and for this particular um, trip, one of the advise, one of the adv- advisories says this: first, make your will. So they embarked at very at the very beginning on a very very dangerous treacherous. Uh, Uh, you know journey that was no guarantee that it was going to actually take place so they they did they left they encountered the storms Uh, when they got there uh, to to in Massachusetts winter was getting ready to come they'd already lost some people on board and it was going to get much much worse In fact, the the new settlement, once they got off the Plymouth, I mean the Mayflower, and they began to establish settlements, uh, little housing, the best shelters that they could, uh, it was a frightful winter, winter, and the governor of that group, uh, William Bradford, Bradford, later recalled his words, in two or three months, half of their company, half of the people, had already died, especially in January and February, uh, because of the winter, the lack of housing, food, other comforts. uh, And he made the comment that sometimes two or three would die in one day. An interesting note is when I looked at the numbers that they they dug seven times more graves than they built shelters, which is... Hard to be thankful for, would we say? I would. But they were hopeful, so spring came. And when spring came, they had brought uh, seed, wheat seed, from England. And so they had planted it, but uh, it wouldn't grow in that particular soil. And so they had a a, kind of a disastrous spring crop. Uh, They decided to send back to England... Uh, for supplies but the shipping company that had sponsored them refused to do that and so then the little supplies that that they had at Plymouth they sent back to try to buy some supplies Uh, the ship was hijacked by pirates and they lost that so they were just left there after you know a year it's hard to be thankful I mean it's just it's difficult to think that they could be thankful when we look at that, then, by the summer, we know that uh, some very, I think, providential things happened. Uh, like I said, they tried to plant wheat. The wheat didn't grow. Uh, they, they, were, they, they were refused uh, supplies. Uh, the little things that they had sent back from the New World, had got hijacked. But providentially, there was a Native American named Squanto who came and showed them how to do what they needed to do, not what they knew what to do, but what they needed to do. He showed them uh, how to cultivate corn. We know from writings that he taught them how to extract sap from maple trees. He taught them how to catch fish out of the rivers. And, more importantly, how to avoid the poisonous plants that were there. So, uh, because of that providential friendship, the kindness, I'll, I'll say the kindness, that came out of the wilderness, Squanto. We find that then they decided to have, after their first harvest, they organized William Bradford, who was the mayor or the governor, organized a, a feast and invited all of those who had had help them get supplies and get food and things like that. And that's what we recall, really, as the first Thanksgiving. Now, I read and read and read. I couldn't really find where there was a turkey, and I couldn't find where there was pumpkin pie. Uh, I think possibly there were turnips. You know, could have been turnips there, which I'll bring this today. But that was not the point, the food. What the point was, was the kindness that had been shown, the kindness that came out of the wilderness of the new world, and, and, and how that they were able to find uh, a cohesiveness on that day and be thankful. It was a celebratory feast that lasted, they say, for about three days. Uh, Bradford, they had, they had invited all of the Wanapog. Uh, 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 tribe and the Massawit tribe and it just sounded like a, a wonderful thing which is why in my mind I always look forward to our our harvest dinner it's just a reminder that no matter how bad things are or what we don't have we actually can come together especially as God's people and give thanks for what he has done for us in each of our lives so my question is this to ponder if we had been there in 1621 we had, and we and we had seen half of our friends and family die if we'd suffered through the famine and the sickness and endured one full year of disappointment and tragedy would we have felt grateful according to our culture right now absolutely not we would be trying to find someone to throw under the bus or blame or get out of the way, or cancel, or whatever, in our culture today. But our culture does not determine or shape how we should feel regarding our God, our Creator, and the One who gives us bountiful blessings because, as the psalmist wrote, of His tender mercies that endure forever. So for us This year, I've been pondering, and so because I have, I wanted you to also ponder about the things that we can actually give God thanks for. Sometimes we think about what we don't have rather than thinking what we do have. And there's always going to be those seasons where perhaps we have less than what we used to have. But that should not guide our view or our vision to always be thinking of what's lacking, but rather, as was read in the Scriptures, what God has provided in His infinite benevolence toward His creation. So when I chose to read the text, we, your people, the sheep of your pasture, will give you thanks forever. We will show forth Your praise to all generations. Our founding fathers believed that, very much so. They believed that not only should they as individuals and as leaders be thankful, but they wanted all further generations that were going to follow after them to also learn how to be thankful to God Almighty. In fact, if you don't mind, I'll share with you Something that uh, George Washington uh, stated in 1789 is a Proclamation of Thanksgiving, and in that I, I find that it's uh, when you read it, when you read it, it, you you sense that it's not a political speech, but rather it is a heartfelt rendering of thankfulness to God, who had helped them. Here's what he says: "Whereas." It is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God, to obey His will, to be grateful for His benefits, and humbly to implore His protection and favor. And whereas both houses of Congress have by their joint committee requested me to recommend to the people of the United States a day of public thanksgiving and prayer to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts the many single favors of Almighty God, especially by affording them an opportunity to peaceably establish a government that guards them and is for their safety. So at the very beginning of our country, generations ago, it was established that we, as a nation, as citizens, our leaders set forth, that we should be grateful. And I don't think that we should just be grateful for the, uh, the daily thing or the things that are happening today, but we should be grateful for several things that we can read about our, our, the, the, the pilgrims who came over. The one thing that strikes me about that was the kindness that they appreciated from the Native Americans in Squanto, the kindness and the willingness to bring them in. Unfortunately, man's ways uh, kind of threw a wrench in that, and it didn't last for long. But when it did, things were well. Not only did Abraham Lincoln, I mean, not only did George Washington see the importance of a nation being thankful for what God has done, but his predecessors also, John Adams and James Madison, also instigated and wanted the people of the United States of America to be thankful to God and to aspire to live as God would have them to live, not as they wanted to live. Then Abraham Lincoln, during the midst of the Civil War, he declared the same thing. And in 1863, he declared that there should be uh, a a proclamation uh, during the Civil War entreating all Americans to ask God to commend His tender care to all of those who have become widows, orphans, mourners, or sufferers in the civil strife, and to heal the wounds of the nation. That's very striking today. Because right now we, in our country, not only the world, but in our country, um, we have a lot of wounds that are taking place. And when you have wounds, you have infections. And when you have infections, you have seepage. And it's not good. And all of our medicines and all of our attempts to heal these wounds have failed miserably. In fact, sometimes it seems that the remedy is worse than the disease itself. Therefore, Let's look back to the old ways, the old paths. It's the good way, is what God said. And let's look back and and understand that we need to ask God to heal our nation. Not us, but God. But while we're doing that, let's thank God for what He has given to each of us in our lives as I thought about this, and again, I, I knew you, you know uh, that it would not be long because I don't want you to think about 50 things. I just want you to think about one thing. It's very important for us as God's people to never, ever reach that point where we're thinking more about what we don't have rather than what we do have. Here are the things. I just made a quick list as I kind of sensed this down. You're surprised, aren't you? Since this down this morning. The people who traveled on the Mayflower were thankful for freedom. We today need to be thankful that God has allowed us to have freedom. It may not be like it was 20, 30, 40 years ago, but it's still the best in the world. And it's because it's based on the premises and principles of God's word. No matter what people say, no matter how they try to argue it out, it's still nonetheless, and I know because I read all their letters of all of our founding fathers, all of our presidents, they believed in God Almighty and they believed in his providence and they desired his blessing and were thankful when it would come. God has allowed us freedom. You had freedom to come today. You had freedom not to come today. And I think it's a, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing that God has allowed us to have freedom and he will allow us to have freedom as long as we don't abuse it. When we abuse freedom, we will lose it. Secondly was the kindness. And that's for this year as I was pondering, that's what really struck me was the kindness of Squanto and all of his tribes and things to come Without being asked, without knowing, but to come and volunteer and to give and to be willing to help and show things. I mean, you know as well as I do, if, you catch, if you've got a good fishing hole, the last thing you want to do is tell someone where that thing is. You don't. They always ask, well, where is that? Well, it's, it's in the McLean County. Well, where in McLean? Well, it's kind of in the middle. Well, where in the middle? Now, they came they showed the desperate, those who had come from England. They showed them how to make corn. They showed them how to plant corn. They showed them the value of all these things. That is sheer kindness. We should be thankful today for kindness. And I say it with a kind of a caveat. We should be thankful today as God's people for any kindness that is shown today. Because today, kindness seems to be in very short supply. Therefore, we as God's people, we need to be thankful for any of the kindness that comes our way or any kindness that we can give to someone who's in need. Provision. They were so thankful that they did not have to go through a second year like they did that first year. They were thankful for the provision. And because they were thankful for not only what was what they didn't have, but they were thankful for what they did have for the day, which brings up the words of the Lord. Why do you worry about tomorrow? Your heavenly Father will provide for you if you trust him. Shelter, yeah, it may cost us, but none of us are on the streets. None of us are under bridges. None of us are without shelter. And if one of us, I'm convinced of this, lost our shelter, we have a congregation full of people who would take them in. We need to be thankful for what we have and what we've been able to experience. We need to be thankful that God has allowed each of us to have a roof to cover our heads and friends to make sure that our heads are covered. Family. Must have been devastating because whole families were wiped out that that year, that first year. Those who came across on the Mayflower, they would see their children, their mother, their father, their friends lost half in one year. We each need to be thankful for what family can provide in the walk of this life. You know, it was said, no man is an island unto himself. I think maybe Hemingway said that. I'm not for sure, but it's true. If we understand the role and the benefit of family and what it can play, with us, play for us and, and help us, then we have to, of necessity, look to God and say, thank you, Lord, for family. Thank you for moms and dads and children and cousins and aunts, and anyone and everyone who always checks and makes sure that our lives are well. And finally, worship. They were so glad that they could worship God in the way that they saw fit. We need to thank God for allowing us to be able to worship God, not as the government sees fit, Not not as experts see fit, but as we each in our own individual conscience see fit to worship God, our Creator. We need to be thankful for the opportunity He has given to each of us to give thanks to God. We can thank each other, and I think that that's how we actually learn. How to be thankful to other people is if we practice our thankfulness to God. Because I find that it's a contradiction, seemingly a logical contradiction, for me to say that I'm thankful always to God, but I just can't stand the way you look. You know, that doesn't make sense. So, Thanksgiving thoughts this year. Let's just ponder and realize As William Jennings Bryant said, it's on Thanksgiving Day that we acknowledge that we are dependent on God. Let us today be dependent and acknowledge that to to the Lord. So again, closing the psalmist wrote, so we, your people, the sheep of your pasture, we will give you thanks forever. We will show forth Your praise to all generations. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning for your wonderful, wonderful mercies. We're thankful, Lord, that you are patient with us as a father is with a child. Your mercies are tender. Your instruction is clear. Your invitations are always there. So I pray today, Lord, that we in our, each of our hearts, we would just simply pause, stop, and give thanks to you, not only for what you've done for us in the present day, but what you've done to all who have given thanks to you. I pray today, Lord, that as we have been taught, I pray today, Lord, you would heal our land, It is as if our sores are oozing, that we are bleeding, that our country is so sick from the bottom to the top. So I pray today, Lord, that you would heal our nations. You would heal us. We know that you hold all governments and the whole world in your hand, but Lord, you wait to hear from your people because you've said if If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves, I will hear and I will heal their land. So, Lord, we pray that today as we give thanks to you for what you have given to each of us in our daily lives. In our Lord's name we pray. Amen. Let's stand this morning as we sing this hymn. Uh, It's a good hymn. It's It's a hymn about Thanksgiving. What page? 594. 594. Faith of our Father. As we sing, all right.